My beloved brethren, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on the time, based on the location from where you are looking at this worship service. I greet you all. Our lessons today is concerning clear conscience. A clear conscience is a key for us to remain standing and avoid ruining our, our faith. A clear conscience is knowing and believing that you have done nothing bad or wrong, <coughs> sorry, and can face everyone with a clear conscience. Conscience is the sense of cons consciousness of the moral goodness or blameworthiness of one's conduct, conduct, intentions, or character, together with a feeling of obligation to do right or be good. Mm -hmm. The opposite of clear conscience is a negative feelings caused by feeling guilty. What are the principles of conscience? Yahuwah, our God, has the right to demand that people develop their inner likeness to the one who created them. Yahuwah also has the right to demand respect from all and that all people treat others as Yahuwah commands. No human person has the right to disobey Yahuwah our God, nor does anyone have the right to tell others that they may disobey Yahuwah Abba. Why is it essential to have a clear conscience? The answer to this question we can find in the first book of Timothy, chapter 1, verse 18 down to 19. And I quote, Timothy, my child, I entrust to you this command, which is in accordance with the words of prophecy spoken in the past about you. Use those words as weapons in order to fight well and keep your faith and a clear conscience. Some people have not listened to their conscience and have made a ruin of their faith. Why is it essential to have a clear conscience? It's essential to have a clear conscience because with a clear conscience, we can use the words of Yahuwah Abba to keep our faith strong and be able to fight a good fight. When we have a clear conscience, we have confidence and we built up a strong faith. When we ruin, ruin our faith, we will fail, we will fall and we will lose the fight especially now in these last days, we must not ignore our conscience. What do we need to carry out a good fight? To carry out a good fight, 
We need to follow the commandments according to the words of prophecy. We must use those words as a weapon in our fight. What happens when we stop listening to our conscience? When we stop listening to our conscience, slowly our faith starts to fade away. Without a clear conscience, we will end up ruining our faith. We must listen to our conscience rather than ignoring it. How does ignoring our conscience ruin our faith? The answer is found in the, first, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19. They have lost all feeling of shame. They give themselves over to vice and do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. How does ignoring our conscience ruin our faith? Ignoring our conscience will ruin our faith because it will cause us to lose all the feelings associated with shame. When we ignore our conscience, we will lose our moral compass. We no longer will have a conscience and we will no longer feel guilty or shame when we commit sins. Feeling guilty is an unpleasant emotion, but sometimes it can also be a helpful emotion because when we feel guilty because of sin and remove our emotional feelings, we give ourselves over to vice. And what effects will these vice have on us? We will end up doing all sorts of nasty things without any restraints. Remember, that it is guilt and our conscience which will prevent us from sinning when we repent. However, what will be the consequences when we no longer feel shame and guilt? The consequences will be that we will end up ruining our faith and our life. How else? Can ignoring our conscience ruin our faith and our life? The answer is found in the first book of Timothy, chapter 4, verse 2. These people will speak lies disguised as truth. Their conscience have been scarred as if branded on a red hot iron. How else? Can ignoring our conscience ruin our faith and our life? We will ruin our faith and life when we ignore our conscience because we have scarred our conscience. A scarred con conscience is no longer functioning because it's like a red hot iron has branded it. A scarred conscience will cause us to speak lies and believe in lies disguised as truth. 
such as what is presently going on with our brethren who are still in the institution. They hear many lies disguised as truth, but cannot test anything. They swallow everything they hear, they tell them, and never ask any question, such as Yahuwah doesn't have a name. Yahusha abolished the Sabbath. Don't listen to the assembly of Yahusha's teachings. Don't talk to families who left the institution. Don't love them as Yahusha commanded. Instead, you should hate them. So when they see us, they do not know where to look. Up, down, north or south. They are doing this because of fear, obedience to a man and having a guilty conscience. They are doing this because of their guilty conscience. They know that we have not done them any wrong. The only wrong we committed was to obey Yahuwah, our God, and refuse to obey and complain about their actions lies and teachings. Why do they refuse the truth? They refuse the truth because it would mean they have to make changes in their lives. And instead of being willing to make changes, they prefer to swear allegiance to man than obey Yahuwah Allahim and Yahusha HaMashiach, the only faithful high priest and king of kings. How do we feel when we sin? When we sin, we feel shame and guilt. Feeling shame and guilt is a sign of functional conscience. A scarred a conscience will no longer function well. We can see this presently happening with our brethren and families in the institution. They continue to swallow all the lies disguised as the truth until it's too late. How can we keep our conscience functional? My brethren, open your eyes and address the guilt that you are feeling within your heart. Yahuwah and Yahusha are calling you to come and join the assembly of Yahusha before it's too late and you are left behind. Remember, the book of life is only in possession of Yahuwah and not in the central office here on earth. What are the symptoms of a guilty conscience? The answer to this question we can find in the book of Genesis chapter 45, verse three. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But when his brothers heard this, they were so terrified that they could not answer. What are the symptoms of a guilty conscience? Symptoms of a guilty conscience is when one starts living in fear. 
An example of people who were living in fear was the brothers of Joseph. For years, Joseph's brothers thought that he was dead. And because of their guilty conscience, they lived in fear all those years, knowing what they had done. What did they do that caused them to live in fear? They sold their brother Joseph into slavery because of jealousy. And what else did they do? They made up a lie to cover up their betrayal. And what happened when they saw their brother Joseph? Joseph introduced himself as their brother. At that moment, the guilt and fear that they had lived with all those years overcame them. For many years, they carried the lie and endured the guilt. And because of their guilt, they were so terrified that instead of being filled with joy, knowing that their brother was still alive, they feared what would happen to them. The same thing goes for us. We cannot be happy after we have done wrong until we deal with our guilty conscience. How can we properly deal with a guilty conscience? The answer is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 13 down to 14. People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. How can we properly deal with a guilty conscience? We can adequately deal with a guilty conscience by confessing our sins instead of concealing them. When we start concealing our sins, we slowly begin ruining our conscience by making excuses for our sins. And what will happen when we ruin our conscience? We will start committing more and more sins until we start feeling comfortable in doing so. So what will happen to those who conceal their sins? They will not be prosperous and they will be unhappy and heading for disaster and severe troubles. Instead of concealing our sins, what else must we do to deal with a, with a guilty conscience? We must repent. We must turn away from our sins and fear doing wrong. Who are those who will keep repeating the wrongs and continuing to sin. Those who are stubborn and have stopped listening to their conscience will continue to sin and this will lead them to be heading for serious trouble. Thank you for listening, my brethren. The remaining part of this lesson will be brought to you by our brother John. I thank you for listening. My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, 
our almighty God, Yahuwah Elohim, has given us conscience so that it can help us achieve salvation because conscience, its purpose is to get us to examine closely the sins in our life so that we can make changes, so that we can repent, confess our sins to God and receive the power of forgiveness that will restore our relationship with him. So we can see conscience was given to us by Yahuwah Abba so that it can help us, not hurt us. But there are two ways that conscience can eventually hurt us. What is one way? One way is when we ignore the message of conscience, and so we scar the conscience. It no longer functions well. And so when we commit sin, it feels normal in our life. And so it doesn't help us anymore to examine our life. Another way by which we render conscience useless or it can hurt us eventually is when the guilt and shame begins to build up over the years. And so it brings unpleasant emotions. As a matter of fact, many psychological disorders is a result of a conscience that has not been cleansed or has not been cleared. And so we want that our conscience can help us and not hurt us. And so what does Yahuwah Abba offer? What does he invite people to do so that their consciences will help them and not hurt them? Let's read the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, in the verses 15. The sovereign Yahuwah, the Holy One of Israel, says to the people, come back and quietly trust in me. Then you will be strong and secure, but you refuse to do it. What is the invitation of Yahuwah Abba? So that those who are suffering from conscience find that they are being restored so that their conscience helps them and not hurt them. Bible says, come back to me and quietly trust in me. You see, for us to be able to find peace of mind because of a guilty conscience, we need to go to Yahuwah Abba. No psychiatrist can help us. No psychologist can help us. Sometimes self-help books will be useless for us. What we need is to go to Yahuwah. And what is the promise of Yahuwah? If we go to him, quietly trusting in him, the Bible says we will become strong and secure. That's something we cannot do if we have a guilty conscience. A person who has a guilty conscience is not strong. He is weak. He is not secure. He is insecure. He has many self-esteem issues. This is why he cannot fight the fight of faith. And so what we need to do is to go to Yahuwah because he's the one who can give us strength and security. Unfortunately, what is the response of many people when Yahuwah invites them to come back to him, to return to him, that they might find peace of mind again? You notice the answer that many people give or the, uh, what the response is from many people today. Bible says they refuse to do it. They refuse the one who can help them with the problems that they are facing in life. Now, what could be the reason behind that? Why do so many people refuse and reject the help that Yahuwah Abba offers his people? Let's read the book of Genesis chapter 3 verses 8 down to 10. That evening they heard Yahuwah God walking in the garden and they hid from him among the trees. But Yahuwah God called out to the man, where are you? 
He answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid and hid from you because I was naked. What we read to you was about Adam and Eve. Do you remember the story of Adam and Eve? Yahuwah God placed them in a garden. And they were filled with happiness and joy in that garden, which is called paradise. However, something happened which changed everything. What was that? They committed sin. What was the sin of Adam and Eve? They ate the forbidden fruit. After eating the forbidden fruit, what did they feel? Bible says they became afraid and they hid from Yahuwah Abba. You see, for the first time in their life, Adam and Eve felt something they never felt before. Do you know what they felt? What did they feel they never felt before? They felt shame. They felt guilt. You see, when people feel shame and guilt, what do they do? They hide. They avoid. And people who are guilty of sin, people who are always being persecuted by their conscience, they seek avoidance, and the more they seek, the more they avoid things, the Bible says they continue to get worse and worse. They basically kind of gave up on themselves. But you know what? Who was the one who did not give up on Adam and Eve? Who was that? Yahuwah. You notice what Yahuwah did? He, they were hiding from him, yet what did God do? Yahuwah God called out the man and asked him, where are you? You know, sometimes as human beings, we feel so much shame that we don't even want to reach out to God. Have you felt that before? When you know you are guilty of sin and you're thinking to yourself, you know, if I go reach out to God, maybe Yahuwah God will not listen to me anymore. And so we hide from him. And so we ignore him because we don't want to feel that rejection from God. However, the Bible says, Yahuwah does not give up on us. He calls us out. As a matter of fact, Yahuwah God is calling us out today. And for what reason? For what purpose? Why does Yahuwah God call out his people? What does he want him to do? Let's read the book of Isaiah 1, 18 to 19. Come on now. Let's discuss this, says Yahuwah. Though your sins are bright red, they will become as white as snow. Though they are dark red, they will become as white as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. What does God call us out to do? Bible says he wants us to discuss the issue of our guilt and shame. And so if any who are listening today, who are in the worship service today, if because of sin, we feel negative emotions destroying us, when we feel the guilt, the burden of guilt and shame in our life, this is our opportunity to receive peace of mind. You notice what God says? He says, let's discuss this. He wants to solve it together with us. Because when it comes to resolving the problem of sin, it's not one-sided. You know, there are problems Yahuwah God can solve for us. But the problem of sin requires us working together with Yahuwah. Yahuwah says, come, let us discuss this. What should be our response? It should be, yes, Father. Let's go ahead and talk about the sin that I am guilty of. The one thing we must never, ever do is to ignore sin because of shame and guilt. We must confront the root cause of shame and guilt. It is 
the problem of sin. Do you know what Yehovah God offers? In, just in case we are guilty of sin, Bible says, even if your sins are bright red, what will he do? He will make them white as snow. So if God is telling us, if we are going to go to him and ask for his forgiveness, he will forgive our sins. It doesn't matter what your sins are. It doesn't matter how often you have committed that sin. Yahuwah God is willing to forgive our sins. But there's a condition. What is that? Bible says you have to be willing and obedient. You know, there's only one person that Yahuwah God cannot forgive. Do you know who that is? Who's the only person Yahuwah God cannot forgive? Who do you think that is? It's the person who's not willing to change. Why would God forgive someone who's not willing to change? Right? But if we're willing to change, brethren, God assures us he will forgive our sins. And so go to God and ask him to forgive our sins. What is the proof? That Yahuwah's power to forgive is indeed beyond our imagination and capacity to understand. Let's read the book of Hebrews 10, 22, 25 to 27. So let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith. With hearts that have been purified from a guilty conscience. And with bodies washed with clean water. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead... Let us encourage one another all the more, since you see that the day of the Lord is coming nearer, for there is no longer any sacrifice that will take away sins. If we purposely go on sinning after the truth has been made known to us, instead, all that is left is to wait in fear for the coming judgment and the fierce fire, which will destroy those who oppose God. What is the proof that Yahuwah Abba has this incredible unimaginable capacity to forgive our sins because of what he did so that our guilty conscience can be redeemed can be finally cleansed you know what he did so that our guilty conscience can be cleansed if you read the book of hebrews chapter 10 the bible speaks about the ultimate sacrifice what is that ultimate sacrifice what did yahuwah have to give up what did he sacrifice so that our sins can be forgiven and our guilty consciences can be redeemed and cleansed? What did he give up? He gave up his son, right? And Yahusha sacrificed his life and offered that sacrifice to Yahuwah. So Yahuwah and Yahushua, they work together so that we can be cleansed of our guilty conscience. This is proof that no matter how bad our sins are, Yahuwah and Yahusha, they can, if we are willing and obedient, they will forgive all of our sins. But what is our responsibility? What does Yahuwah Abba require from each and every one of us? If you notice verse 25, it says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together. What is that habit of meeting together? That's the congregational worship service. This is what we are doing right now. Yes, we can worship personally in the privacy of our homes, right? I mean, we can sing hymns on our own. We can pray to God on our own. We can go to Yahuwah and praise him on our own. 
But Jehovah Abba also requires from us that we meet together as an assembly to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's a good thing. Despite the COVID predicament we are all in, that Yahuwah Abba has blessed us with technology. So even if we are far apart from each other, we can still meet together for worship. And so brethren, let us not give up the habit of meeting together. What is the warning of God if we give up the habit of meeting together? The Bible says instead of having confidence on the day of judgment, we will feel a lack of peace deep inside us. We don't want that. Judgment day can happen at any time. Our death can happen at any time, right? We don't know when judgment day is, and we don't know when we're going to die. And so we need to always be prepared. And one of the ways that we prepare ourselves is by committing ourselves in always worshiping him in spirit and in truth. But do you know the deeper reason why Yahuwah God gave up his son? It's not just so that we can meet together for worship. You notice what the Bible says in verse 22? The Bible says, so let us come near to God. You see, Yahuwah gave up his son, Yahusha, not for ritual, but for relationship. When we, we, when we meet together for worship, we go through many rituals, but do not let the ritual be a ritual. Let it be a way to build our relationship with Yahuwah Abba. This is what he wants. And so when we sing the hymns, when we listen to the words of Abba, let us seek a relationship with God. Let us draw near him because that's what he wants from each and every one of us. Now that God is with us, what should we ask from him before we offer a concluding prayer? Let's read the book of Psalms. The final passage of our studies today, Psalms 51, 10 to 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Now that we are gathered together, worshiping together, sons and daughters of our Abba, what should we ask from him? Let us ask Yahuwah Abba to restore the joy of our salvation so long as our sins are not forgiven. We will not find joy. We will not find peace of mind. This was the prayer of King David. And because of the guilt that he felt, he could not sleep. He needed to find forgiveness. But you know what, brothers and sisters, when we go to Abba and he, he forgives us of our sins, you will feel that joy. It's a joy that we cannot express with words. When we are forgiven and cleansed of our sins, we will find that peace of mind. We will find that joy, that happiness, that nothing in this world compares to. And that is what Yahuwah offers. He has forgiven our sins and is willing to forgive our sins. But before we go ahead and stand together in prayer, brothers and sisters, in your own personal prayers now, before we meet, we stand as a congregation. What should we ask from Abba? The Bible says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit 
within me. Make me willing to obey you. Why not ask that from God? We know that many of us, when we pray to Yahuwah Abba, we ask God to help us with our problems. We ask Yahuwah that he will heal us of our sicknesses, that he will bless our sons and daughters, that he will bless our parents, he will bless our loved ones, that he will bless our careers. And that's good. We need to ask God for all of those things. But how many people go to God and say to God, Father, create in me a pure heart, a loyal spirit, so that I can be willing to obey you. How often does God hear that? May Yahuwah Abba hear that prayer from us today to go to him and say to him, Father, there are many things I need, but I, what I want, what I truly want is that I will have a heart that's pure. I will have a heart that will feel your spirit in me because you are the one that matters most to me. Brethren, let us continue to deepen our relationship with Yahuwah Abba. And that begins with a clean heart. A clean heart will bring us close to our loving Elohim and we will feel his embrace that will strengthen us and give us peace of mind, no matter what we face in this life. And in the end, we will be with him forevermore. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, your sons and daughters are gathered before you now. We offer you thanks, for we acknowledge how good you have been to us. Thank you, O oh God, for giving us this opportunity to pray to you as a congregation from different places throughout the world. We connect through technology so that as we praise you and pray to you as an assembly, we may connect to you in spirit. From heaven, we ask and beg you, look upon each and every one of us. We know this is not a problem to you, for you are everywhere. You cannot be contained. Your presence dwells amongst us. Father, look at us now. You know what we go through in our life. You know the pain that many people experience nowadays. Father, some of your people are affected. And when we look within ourselves, when we examine our life, the root of every problem we face now is the problem of sin. And so we ask you, oh God, help us to understand our individual sins. Help us to be aware of them, that we can properly address them through confession and repentance. Bless your people throughout the world. Bless us with peace of mind. Restore the joy of our salvation deep within our hearts. Loving Abba, as you look upon us now, if there be amongst your people today who are afflicted with heavy burdens, it could be sickness or financial problems, whatever they may be, we turn to you 
you have promised your people strength and security. No one else can provide this today. No human institution can give this today. It is only you, loving Abba. And so we trust you. Quietly we approach you. Do not reject any of your people. What shall become of us? If we will go on without you by our side, we will stumble and fall. Do not let that happen. You heard the prayers of your people in their personal supplications that we repeat now as a congregation. We ask you humbly, loving Abba, create in us a new heart. Place in us a loyal spirit that we will be willing to obey you. This is what we want, because more than anything, we want a proper and close relationship with you. Our loving Mashiach Yahushua, you gave up your life for our sake. May you please remember us now. Remember our hearts, feel our pain, help us to conquer our fears, Help us to find peace through you. We can do all things through you. This has been tried and tested. And every single time we go to you, we are never ashamed. Please remember everyone here. Bestow upon us the power and the strength of your spirit every day in our life. Father, we believe that you have listened to our prayers. You have blessed your people throughout the world. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.